From AccuWeather.com, this is AccuWeather Daily, a brief host-read article. It's weather news in a nutshell. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Solar panels in space and then beaming the energy back down to Earth? That's an idea that's been around for a while, but Caltech electrical engineering professor Ali Hajimiri has spent the past 10 years researching how to put solar panels in space and then translate that into energy here on Earth. Hajimiri told CNN the answer to why is, on average, you get about eight times more power in space compared with solar on Earth. He also gets asked questions like if he's trying to fry birds from space or if he's attempting to build the Death Star, to which he assures folks that the beam would not kill animals and the beam would not be powerful enough to be weaponized. Last year, Hajimiri and his team made a step towards making space-based solar a reality, launching Maple, which was a 30-centimeter-long space solar prototype equipped with flexible, lightweight transmitters last January. The aim was to harvest energy from the sun and transfer it wirelessly in space, which they did, managing to light up a pair of LEDs. But the so-called stretch goal was to see if Maple could also beam down detectable energy to Earth. In May, the team decided to launch a dry run to see what would happen. On a rooftop on the Caltech campus in Pasadena, Hajimiri and the other scientists were able to pick up Maple's signal. The amount of energy they detected was tiny and too small to be useful, but they had succeeded in wirelessly beaming down power from space. The idea of space-based solar has been around since the early 1940s, when it was described in a short story by science fiction writer Isaac Asimov in 1941. Since then, the U.S., China, and Japan have explored the idea, but it just didn't make economic sense. That may be changing as the cost of launching satellites has fallen, And with solar and robotics technology advancing swiftly, coupled with the need for abundant clean energy to replace planet-heating fossil fuels, well, the time is now to see if it can actually be applied on a broader scale. At its heart, space-based solar is a fairly straightforward concept. Harness the enormous power of the sun in space, where it's available constantly, unaffected by bad weather, cloud cover, nighttime, or the seasons. And then beam it back to Earth. There are different concepts, but it would work roughly like this. 
Huge solar power satellites, each more than a mile long in diameter, would be sent into very high orbit. The satellite's solar cells would capture the sun's energy, convert it into microwaves, and then beam it down to Earth wirelessly via a very large transmitter able to hit specific points on the ground with precision. The microwaves, which can easily travel through clouds and bad weather, would be directed to a receiving antenna made of mesh, where they would then be converted back into electricity and fed into the grid. The receiving antenna is about three and a half miles in diameter and could be built on land or offshore. And because these mesh structures would be nearly transparent, the idea is the land underneath them could be used for solar panels, farms, or other activities. A single space solar satellite could deliver up to two gigawatts of power, roughly the same amount as two average nuclear power plants here in the U.S., there's still a huge gulf between concept and commercialization, though. We know how to build a satellite, and we know how to build a solar array, but now scientists also need to figure out how to use AI and robotics to construct and maintain these structures in space. And then there's the regulating this new energy system to ensure the satellites are built sustainably, there's no debris risk, and they have an end-of-life plan, as well as to determine where receiving antenna sites should be located. And then public buy-in could be another huge obstacle to overcome, since there can be instinctive fear when it comes to beaming power from space. That's all for now. There's a lot more to this article, along with more stories and forecasts at AccuWeather.com. And for your local forecast at your fingertips 24 hours a day, download the AccuWeather app. Enjoy your day, and I'll be back tomorrow with more AccuWeather Daily. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.